Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yert Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Yesterday, we aired a phone call from the county health department about a complaint against Denver Bible Church, where I'm the pastor. Folks love that call, so if you missed it, just go to kgov.com, look for the February 1st program titled Required Guidelines, says the state of Colorado. A little bit of a contradiction there. So we're in our annual telethon, our goal of $50,000, and we're only on one radio station, so it's a challenge to meet our goal, but this telethon helps us stay on the air for a whole year and reach more and more people. Today, just after the show, I'm scheduled to be interviewed on an iHeartRadio program, a sports program of all things. And this goes way back when we purchased that auction in Hollywood, O.J. Simpson's memorabilia, and then we burned it all on the steps of the L.A. courthouse. So on today's program, I'd like to air for you about a minute of audio. We don't have hardly any audio. This is from back in 1999. We have virtually no audio of the event, but on Comedy Central, is that the name of the station? A John Stewart actually picked it up. It was one of the biggest news stories of the day. MSNBC spent a total of hours reporting on the burning of O.J. Simpson stuff. I was on that station for a lot of that time, and it went all over the world, and an administrator of the L.A. courthouse told us that, in her recollection, this was the largest single-event press conference in the history of the courthouse. So it was really quite an event. So we'll air the John Stewart audio on today's show. It's a little bit dicey, and you'll see what I mean, but we'll get to that. Also, we have audio from Court TV. This brings us to something we mentioned on yesterday's show, our 12 top accomplishments and our 12 top contributions by our estimation. And the top accomplishment was our protest which we led in 145 cities, Clinton raped Juanita protest, so that that crime committed by a hero of the left would not be forgotten, but it would be at least a footnote, if not a chapter in the history of the American left. So that, of course, brings you to criminal justice. And one of our top resources over the years has been our God's Criminal Justice Seminar. You know, it's no longer a justice system. Now it's just a system. And this seminar, I had the honor of presenting in a dozen cities from Honolulu to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Of course, we've done a lot of it on the air, and you could get the entire seminar. In fact, that would help us toward our telethon goal of $50,000 and we're approaching $1,000 after just announcing this yesterday. But so there's a lot here, a lot of moving pieces, and we'll try to tie them all together with the theme of criminal justice. And it's one of the primary messages we've had for 30 years on the air. 
and that is that God has revealed in his word a criminal justice system that is applicable for all nations and throughout all of history since he has revealed this and given these commands. And these commands, they're not like his symbolic ordinances that were only for Israel. Like you circumcise your male child on the eighth day and a certain day of the week you can't work and there are certain foods you cannot eat, right? All of that was, God says, these are symbolic ordinances. But then there's criminal justice. For example, do not murder, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Those four commands are the foundation of any valid criminal justice system with the fifth, thou shalt not covet, which goes to motive in a criminal trial. So let's begin, since this iHeartRadio interview is coming up right after this show, and hopefully it'll go well and we could let you know about it tomorrow. So let's begin with the audio from Jon Stewart. And again, I don't know anything about Jon Stewart other than there's something called the Comedy Channel. Don't even know if it still exists. Comedy Central, I think it was. And he was the host of one of their shows, Jon Stewart. And he does make a terrible comment about JonBenet Ramsey in this. But let's hear from Jon Stewart. Just one day after the OJ auction, Bob Enyart, a Christian talk show host who bought $16,000 worth of the murderer's tchotchkes, burned them in front of a crowd of angry pro-murderers on the steps of the Los Angeles Criminal Court building to protest OJ's acquittal. Take that bad jersey. There's one piece of athletic apparel that will never again subvert the American criminal justice system. This man claims that destroying this trophy must mean he loves it very much. Enyart's extremely vocal detractors included these two men who showed up to scream out in support of OJ but had to leave early to attend the third annual John Bonet Deserved What She Got rally. <laughs> According to the Associated Press, OJ said he wondered about the mentality of people burning up $16,000 that could be used for social programs or medical causes, like, say, finding a cure for 80 stab wounds. So that day, and he was right, it was the day after we attended an auction in Hollywood 10, folks from Bob Ennert Live, from our audience, went to L.A. just for a couple days. And we really did, in a way, take over the city, took over the attention of the city. In fact, the day that we bought O.J.'s jerseys that he had signed, the one is college jersey, Heisman 68, after he won the Heisman Trophy, and his NFL jersey, these were hanging in the living room of his Brentwood mansion. And that, of course, is the location where he murdered his estranged wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend. So at auction, we purchased not only his two main jerseys, but also his Hall of Fame award that he received when he was inducted into the National Football League Hall of Fame, and something he had been awarded, ironically, something called the Lifesavers Award. We purchased that also. And the next day, at high noon, 
we destroyed all this and burned it all on the steps of the L.A. courthouse. And this was reported in Sports Illustrated, the New York Times, Boston Globe. It was reported by the AP. In fact, they got video of it. CNN, MSNBC, Getty Images, CBS News, San Francisco Chronicle, L.A. Times. The BBC, they did it. They did it in flashbacks. Did I say People's Magazine, the biggest magazine at the time? Also, Entertainment TV, remember that, ETV? They did a documentary on O.J. Simpson, and they came to our studio and got video of what? What did they get video of? They got video of the ashes of all this stuff, which we actually had, and they did an interview with us on this. And that morning, so... The day after we purchased this memorabilia at auction and announced in interviews so many TV cameras you could imagine, immediately after the auction, why did you guys buy the Who are you all? Ten people in black T-shirts. They said, Judge Rightly is not some guy's name. And they said, ShadowGov.com. And we said we were launching a website, KGov.com, Christian News Talk. And it really is astounding how far and wide that spread. In fact, ABC Radio Network, their annual meeting with their whole, all their network officials and station managers and all, the next year, the president of ABC Radio Network at their annual event said, you know, what's with us as a network? One Christian radio host in on one station in Denver, Colorado, gets more publicity in one day than our entire network got in an entire year. What are we doing wrong? It's not what we're, they were doing wrong. It's what we did right. So the next morning, we come out of our hotel, 10 of us, right downtown L.A., and we need a couple taxi cabs to get to the courthouse. We're wearing our shirts, and I get in the lead taxi Cheryl was there. My wife, Cheryl, was there. Doug McBurney's there. And I say to the taxi driver, okay, we're headed to, and he said, no, don't tell me. I know where you're going. I'll bring you there. Because he'd seen it on the news. It reminds me when we went to New Zealand to protest for a week straight Bill Clinton for raping Juanita Broderick. We had been in 144 cities And he was going to Auckland, New Zealand. We figured, well, might as well make it 145. And so we went again. It was, what, 10 of us. We were there for a week. And the not just the city of Auckland, it was a meeting of, was it the G7? You know, these the World Economic Forum events. I think it was an Asia-Pacific event. Bill Clinton will be there for a week with his daughter, Chelsea. And so we thought we need to go there so that he doesn't get away with raping one of his campaign volunteers, a woman who owned a nursing home in Little Rock, Arkansas. So we go there, and not only does the whole city of Auckland know exactly, same thing happened again. We'd go to a restaurant, and they'd ask us for our flyers that provided the evidence that, in fact, Bill Clinton raped Juanita Broderick. We were on not only... Their newspapers, big spread, two-page spread about Bill Clinton being in New Zealand. And here in the bottom right-hand corner, 
is an article with photo of Americans who came to protest Bill Clinton for raping Juanita Broderick. Imagine that. His picture with Chelsea's on the page. And then there it is, a reminder to everyone the crime he has committed. And we got on their, what is it, news? news Their number one news, TV news outlet for the whole country. And so the whole nation knew that Bill Clinton is a rapist, or at least he's been credibly accused of rape. And so the same thing happened in Los Angeles, and it was so important to be there, not only to launch KGov.com, which is one of the reasons why people have asked, why does KGov have so many amazing rankings? And we really do, and you can find them at kgov.com slash rankings. When people search Google, it's astounding how many people from around the world find us at the top of the list, sometimes even if there's thousands or millions of relevant pages. Now, we don't expect that to last. It's sort of like there's been a heyday of that, a honeymoon period. But now, with all the cancel culture and you twit face, what is that, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, all turning against Christians and Google behind it all, we expect that our very high Google rankings are going to go by the wayside during this year of 2021. Hopefully not, but we expect it. And we have a list on our website, our list of when we've been dissed, kgov.com slash dissed, D-I-S-S-E-D, of when big tech has come against us. And so it, it, it's got to happen that we're going to lose these incredible rankings. But launching kgov.com the way we did at that time with such a powerful message that America's criminal justice system is broken. It's no longer a justice system. Now it's just a system. And in fact, every convicted murderer should be put to death, everyone. And the standard that we use for conviction here in America, evidence beyond a reasonable doubt, that standard is fundamentally flawed. It is not a good standard. It's a bad standard. And it's a standard that slick and unethical lawyers can use to get obvious criminals acquitted. And God in the Bible says, do not profane me by killing people who should not die or keeping people alive who should not live. And by the way, the New Testament has a tremendous amount of support for the death penalty. A lot of Christians never even heard that. I mean, they should learn it from the pulpit of their church, but they never even heard it. So if they Google New Testament support for capital punishment, they'll find our article. If they Google God and the death penalty, they'll find our article, and they'll see that the New Testament overwhelmingly supports the death penalty. Now, our telethon goal of $50,000, and we picked February for this because it's the shortest month of the year, and we'd love to dispatch it and get it done, meet the goal, so we could just get on to normal programming. But what we've done for years is that our telethon programming has, our goal is 
for it to be compelling because obviously people are not going to support something if they don't know why they're supporting it. And here at Bob and Yurt Live, the message, the biblical worldview that people get has been tested, tried, and true. So in a moment, we'll air audio from Court TV. I think they changed it to True TV. Now they might have changed it to some other name of their network. But this was when Scott Peterson had been found guilty murdering his wife and their unborn child. Recall Lacey and Connor Peterson. And I ended up having the honor of sort of doing a national Bible study on Court TV. So we'll share with you the audio in just one minute. But just to say thank you to people who heard the announcement yesterday that we've begun our telethon. And here's a Paul from Williamsburg, Virginia. Paul, thank you so much for your gift, $25. Here's a Michael from Fishers, Indiana. Michael, thank you so much, $300. Wow. Bartholomew. Don't meet a lot of Bartholomews these days. Columbus, $150. Thank you, Bartholomew. Eric from Fort Collins, Colorado, $100. Thank you, Eric. And here's Douglas from Aurora, Colorado, another $300. Wow. And they're praying that the issue with the health department can be resolved easily and quickly. Thank you for praying for that. Also, I'd love to share just the emails this morning from a listener in Canada who trains law enforcement. In fact, he's one of the leading law enforcement training providers in the nation, in Canada. And he wrote in how he loves this program. In fact, he said, I listen daily. Thank you so much. A a worker from Costco who wrote in, and said, Bob, I want to let you know I shared your program with a coworker when you interviewed the guy who infiltrated Antifa a couple months ago. That coworker came up to me yesterday and said, Guess what? I'm a member of the brightest audience in the country. And I thought, Oh, cool. And he said, Yeah, I love the show. I'm a regular listener. Then we get an email from a listener up in Alaska. So much encouragement we receive here. So thank you guys. Thank you for sharing this program with others. Please don't hesitate to post a link, email somebody, text somebody. Hey, you might want to check out KGOV, just KGOV.com. If it's a technical person, a science-oriented person, you could say, hey, you might want to check out Real Science Radio. It's rsr.org. If they love theology, you could tell them it's TheologyThursday.com. It's so easy to share this program with others. And by the way, we've made a commitment during this month. We're asking you guys to go above and beyond. So we thought we would also, every Thursday, Lord willing, through the telethon in February, we're going to do a second program. So normally every Thursday is Theology Thursday, and it comes from the sermons or Bible studies I've presented over the years. Well, this month we'll be doing a special episode of Bob and Yurt Live every Thursday. And then, of course, Fridays are Real Science Radio with Fred Williams. So, oh, and this Friday's show, so phenomenal. Fred and I agreed it's the telethon. We got to do a really interesting show. 
when we share with you guys what a bird does when a bird looks in a mirror and researchers put a colored dot on the bird, it will blow your mind. And then what an ant does, an ant, when they do the same thing. It is going to be a fascinating show. So again, Thursdays for the month of February 2021, an additional Bob and Your Live program every week on Thursday, along with, for people who don't want to miss Theology Thursday, along with the Theology Thursday episode for that day. And one other commitment we've made, we are extending Bob and Your Live Another 15 minutes. We can't do that on the radio broadcast on the most powerful Christian radio station in the country, Denver's AM670 KLTT, 50,000 watts. What an honor to be on that Crawford station. But we can extend it with an additional segment on kgov.com for the podcast and the website, the streaming, download, all that. So that begins today. So once we go off the air in Denver, guys, if you're listening on the broadcast and you go to kgov.com, you'll be able to catch the last segment of the show. Now, we'll go to Court TV, True TV, whatever it's called, when Scott Peterson was rightly convicted of murder. In fact, then we got the Lacey and Connor Act, which in federal law enables prosecutors to bring charges not only for the mother, but if she's pregnant, also for the unborn child. Here in Colorado, we've introduced a law like that repeatedly, and it's received committee hearings and different levels of support year after year. But Colorado is a, it's a hard state. It's a state run by homosexuals, leftist, socialist. And so that has not passed. But some years ago, I went to a local prosecutor and asked him to help draft a single-sentence fetal homicide, fetal crimes bill that is not immoral. Conservatives have introduced fetal crimes bills that are actually immoral that say if the child is killed by an abortionist, then it doesn't violate this law. Uh, What we did was we took Exodus chapter 21 and used that as a model to create an abortion-neutral law. It doesn't mention abortion. It doesn't need to. It, It practically quotes from God in Exodus 21, and it's really a phenomenal fetal crimes bill. And on top of everything else is a single sentence. Just absolutely stunning. You could find that. An easy way to find it is go to our website, kgov.com. You have to remember an unusual word we don't use often, proximate, proximate. So go to kgov.com and either slash proximate or search for proximate, and you find the single-sentence law that if the commission of any crime is the proximate cause of death or injury to an unborn member of the species Homo sapiens, at any stage of development, the respective homicide and assault charges for that death or injury may be brought contemporaneously with the underlying charges. Absolutely fabulous bill. 
as finally worded by, and maybe someday we could name the county prosecutor who helped us finalize the wording, not yet because of cancel culture and he's still working. Now we go to the audio from this TV show after Scott Peterson was convicted. It was the penalty phase, and we took our death penalty flyers, laying out the New Testament support for capital punishment, and we customized them for Scott Peterson. And we had people in California hand out thousands of these flyers, and that's how they ended up getting the attention of a producer for Court TV. Let's hear this. find the defendant, Scott Lee Peterson, guilty of the crime of murder of Lacey DeBeast Peterson. Welcome back to Court TV's special coverage of the Scott Peterson murder trial, the penalty phase. I'm James Curtis, along with Lisa Bloom. Yesterday, a group of pro-death penalty advocates were handing out these pamphlets. Bob Inyart, a Denver pastor, was responsible for the propaganda. He told CourtTV.com that, quote, Scott Peterson should be put to death because all convicted murderers should be executed, end quote. The pamphlets weren't the first time Inyart voiced his opinion on a high-profile murder trial. In 1999, Inyart bought two of O.J. Simpson's football jerseys for $6,000. He then bought Simpson's Hall of Fame induction certificate for $10,000. Inyart and supporters then burned the two jerseys in front of the Los Angeles Courthouse, a uh, display that I remember well being one of the talking heads commenting on the O.J. Simpson case at that time. And now I'd like to welcome to the program Bob Inyart, who is the pastor of NTV host, pastor of the Denver Bible Church and talk show host of KGOV.com. Pastor, welcome to the program. James, thank you so much for having me on. And at Denver Bible Church, we want to praise these jurors, really thank them for their guilty verdict. But that, right. th- but that thank you is to them and not an endorsement of the system. Okay, hold on a second, Bob. Let me get some questions in here. Yeah. I want to, first of all, ask you, in light of the history of what you've done, the purchase of the jerseys and now handing out these pamphlets in front of this courthouse, a lot of people might say, you're nuts. What are you doing buying these jerseys, burning them in front of Los Angeles Stadium, and handing out pamphlets that could very well affect what happens inside this courtroom? How would you respond to that? Well, we'd hope we could affect what happens in any criminal case because justice demands the execution of a convicted murderer. Okay, I understand that, Bob, but what about the idea that what you do outside of this courthouse And I want to get Jim Cohen, who is a Fordham Law School professor, your take on this, Jim, from an academic point of view, might have a negative effect. That is, go absolutely against what you're trying to achieve. What about the fact that you might cause a mistrial or something to happen so the whole thing has to get done all over again? Your question makes our point that our criminal justice system is broken and we need a new one. If a couple kids handing out flyers could derail a multi-million dollar trial or lose the death penalty for a murderer, that doesn't condemn the kid. It condemns the system. Our system is broken. I I got your point. Let me get uh, Jim Cohen in on this discussion. Jim, you're a law school professor. You're the clinical director of the clinical law program at Fordham. What do you say to that? I think it's nonsense. Uh, The criminal justice system is not perfect. There's no one that will claim it is, but it's a carefully balanced system designed to provide some measure of fairness for both the defendant and 
the state. Having people out there spreading uh, what sounds like at least semi-religious dogma. Completely uh, religious. Could, completely religious dogma, yeah. that's fine. Uh, could not only cause a mistrial, it could backfire in the sense that some jurors may be offended that on the grounds of religion, the death penalty is being requested. Certainly. Dean Johnson, you're a criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor. What could happen, and what have you seen in your vast experience of things like this, things that happen outside of the courtroom, working their way into the process inside the courtroom? Well, you know, we're, we're very close to the line of having that happen here. We've already seen motions regarding the alleged mob reaction to the Peterson verdict. I think as we get more and more high-profile trials and more and more people like Reverend Inyard get attracted to these trials, we may very well have to deal with the issue of cases being tried outside the courtroom as well as inside the courtroom. Unfortunately, people like this negatively affect the First Amendment rights of the entire public because the more this happens, the less and less we're going to have public trials. Uh, the less and less, yeah. uh, the more and more we're going to see sequestered juries. I think these guys are undermining the system. And as a former prosecutor, current defense attorney, I can say that the reverend's view on the death penalty is grossly simplistic. It is certainly not the case. Hey, Lisa, People Lisa, who when who the jury... Uh, ...who suffer a conviction for murder always deserve the death penalty. Yep, let me jump in. Hey, Lisa. In your, here's the problem I yeah. have. You put on these pamphlets... Jury safe. Right. Nothing could be further from the truth. If you taint this jury, if you presume right. to step in the shoes of this jury yeah. and tell them your opinion when they're deciding the very sensitive matter or life and death for this murderer, you're undermining what the state is trying to do, namely get a death sentence for Scott Peterson. All right, Lisa, when the jurors are sequestered in hotel rooms, do they systematically remove all the Bibles, the Gideon Bibles? I don't know what that has to do with. Well, it has everything to, to do with You're it because Lisa, out a let, let to them me calling for the death penalty. The Bible doesn't have the word Scott Peterson in it. Last time I checked, that pamphlet doesn't have the name Scott Peterson. It makes no reference to any specific. It's got a picture of him on the front, Pastor. That, that's a different pamphlet. And we had a jury. Out. There it is. That's You're wrong, Scott Peterson. Who is that? Let your producer show our jury safe pamphlet. We got both of them up. Okay, and that has no reference to any case whatsoever. But it quotes Jesus twice in the Gospels saying, let them be put to death, because the Old and New Testaments make the point that if there is no justice on earth, people will reject the God of justice in heaven, so that Christians want to tell those in the criminal justice system that the system is broken and murderers should be executed. Okay, Pastor Union, hold on a second. Let me get Paul Padista in on this. Paul, you talked about the circus atmosphere. Is this an example of what you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, I try to have respect for everybody and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. The Bible also quotes Jesus as saying, let he who is without sin cast the first down. The Bible can be played in any number of directions. What really interests me is, first of all, O.J. Simpson was not a convicted killer. He was acquitted. Where does the Reverend Inyart come up with the $10,000 to buy the T-shirts and the uh, induction certificate? Where does he come up with the funds to send people long distances... <laughs> to hand out pamphlets that are clearly intended to influence the outcome of this case. All right, Pastor Bob Inyard, we've got about 15 seconds left. I know it's a short period of time, but go ahead and okay. give us your final comments and go ahead and address whatever other comments you'd like to. Yeah, Christianity is based on the death penalty. Christ was crucified, and that was the requirement, the proper penalty for sin. So those who undermine the death penalty actually undermine the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's why Christians are becoming more active in pointing out 
Our system is not the best system in the world. We have one of the highest murder rates, violent crime rates, and incarceration rates in the world, but we have the highest paid lawyers in the world. Therefore, the lawyers tell us we have the best system. Our system is broken. We need a new one. All right. Pastor Bob Inyard, we're going to let you have the last word. Pastor Bob Inyard, pastor of the Denver Bible Church, talk show host, KGOV.com. He has a website if you'd like to check that out. And he's the one responsible for buying the O.J. Simpson jerseys. I've wanted to talk to you for a long time, Pastor. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you, James. All right. All right, so it was three against one in order to try to even out the odds. And when people are wrong, when they're defending a godless and broken system, of course they're going to distract, right? Where did you get the money to buy? What, this guy couldn't afford it out of his own pocket, $10,000? We had our audience, which has always been so extraordinary, chip in and raise the money to buy the O.J. Simpson memorabilia. In fact, it was $16,000. And we burned it all the next day on the L.A. courthouse, and our audience who wanted this event to happen, and it came off better than we ever dreamed it possibly could come off, and it launched kgov.com almost to the stratosphere of websites at the time. Remember, this was in the 1990s. What a tremendous leveraging of resources, absolutely. And over the years since then, it's been 22 years since then, the thousands of people who've come to the Lord, including homosexuals and atheists and pro-aborts and socialists and people who sent their kids to the godless public schools who decide now to homeschool, a truly extraordinary return on investment. So thank you, guys. I know we're at the beginning of our telethon for this year, February 2021, and that was a long time ago. But still, we have gratitude for those who gave at the time. Now, three against one, not a lot of time. But to make the point that the death penalty is at the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And those who try to undermine the death penalty— Many of them don't realize it, but they're undermining the gospel of Jesus Christ. Salvation is presented in Scripture in terms of crime and punishment. The Bible is a criminal justice textbook. There is so much wisdom, and there are the tools to end a crime epidemic in Scripture. In fact, we have our list of ways to reduce crime on our website, kgov.com slash crime, it's right there, our list of ways, 25 ways to reduce crime, and many of these are things that you can do, you yourself. The Bible gives us such a perspective, an overview on so many issues. For example, won't versus can't, right? Public policy should prioritize deterrence over inability. Human beings are almost infinitely creative. So a government's top priority should be making it so that people won't commit crime rather than that they can't commit crime. And that's something, the simplest concept, that is lost even on our conservative Christian leaders. So tragic. Did you know before the show today we were talking a related topic, but one of our producers said to me, 
people don't realize that just advocating for abortion is a crime. Just advocating for abortion. And I respond that absolutely. You don't have the right to conspire to commit a crime. It is not legitimate to try to decriminalize rape or murder or adultery or pornography or prostitution or stealing. These are crimes, but our conservative Christian leaders are so far from a biblical worldview, it would never come within their thought process to think, should it be a crime to advocate dismembering an innocent child? Should that be a crime? Of course, it's a crime. So I mentioned at the top of the show, and you could see this also on our website, kgov.com crime, that five of the Ten Commandments, five of the Bible's Ten Commandments lay the foundation for a valid criminal justice system. Now, I broke off the fifth, do not covet, in that it goes to establishing motive in court proceedings, but the five are do not murder, and that's the basis for the right to life and prohibiting crimes of bodily harm. Do not steal, and that's the basis for the right to own property and prohibiting economic crimes. Do not commit adultery. That's the basis for prohibiting extramarital intimacy, and so on. And that should be the law. We decriminalized adultery in America for the most part back in the 60s. In Colorado, it was still on the books last I checked in the 90s. But what they had done was they removed the penalty for adultery. They didn't have the guts to just do what they had intended to do, just decriminalize adultery completely, take it off the books. So what they did was they removed the penalty. So it was still a crime in Colorado in the 90s to commit adultery. How far we've fallen. How far we have fallen to where today our governor's office is vacant. It's been vacant since the last election. So do not commit adultery. These are all enduring commands. God's enduring commands. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not commit adultery. Do not bear false witness. What is that? What crime is that? That's the crime of perjury. And that's the basis for the right to due process. Do not bear false witness. We have the right to due process. And then finally, do not covet which goes to establishing motive in court proceedings. For example, if someone is accused of murdering his neighbor and there's some evidence, maybe not enough evidence to convict, the standard of proof beyond a reasonable doubt, that is a bad standard. It's a negative standard. Any slick attorney could make a jury dizzy trying to quantify a negative beyond a reasonable doubt. A doubt is a negative. The Bible standard is a positive two or three pieces of reasonable evidence. It's a positive standard. It's not a negative standard, which is pretty much impossible to quantify. So that's why so many murderers and rapists and other criminals get acquitted. They go free because unethical attorneys, they become complicit after the fact, they're accessories after the fact, and they help the murderers get acquitted. They help the murderers get away with it. The rapists get away with it, and that means they're guilty of rape also. They're guilty of murder also. 
So bear false witness. These are all enduring commands. God's enduring command, do not murder, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not bear false witness, and do not covet. So hopefully you can see that when we presented our God's criminal justice system around the country in seminars, and in fact, you can get it. So do we have that only as a download, audio download? We also have an MP3 CD or audio download of God's criminal justice system. We also have a video, God and the Death Penalty, New Testament Support for Capital Punishment. I think that was the first Bob and Your Live video ever specially produced. And we have our God's Principles of Government, and that is available as uh, video, Blu-ray, DVD, or video download. So these are all related. And by the way, if you were to get one of those, of course it would help with our telethon. You could, of course, make a donation of $100, $200 and ask for one of those Or you could subscribe to our monthly topical videos and you'll end up getting eventually, as it comes in the schedule, you'll get God and the death penalty, you'll get God's principles of governance. So we've done so much on this topic. We have a popular YouTube video, How to Get Out of Jury Duty with Greg Perry. What a great video that is. And there's, on the internet, there's something called the Quote Garden, and it has quotes from, you know, usually well-known people on so many topics. And the Quote Garden has quotes on criminal justice, and one of them is Bob Enyart. It's no longer a justice system. Now it's just the system. They also have quotes from Supreme Court justices, Earl Warren, Learned Hand, Frederick Bastiat. H.L. Mencken, Edmund Burke, Henry David Thoreau, Mae West, of all people, Bertrand Russell, Marcus Aurelius, Aristotle, and Bob Enyart. Oh, yeah, they all, and they got Robert Frost, Lenny Bruce, and they added in an African proverb and a Welsh proverb, and they're pretty fun. We've got quotes on our crime page, quotes from Ambrose Bierce. You may have heard of him from over a century ago. San Francisco, not exactly a conservative Christian, but he gives definitions of criminal justice terms like lawsuit. Lawsuit is a machine which you go into as a pig and come out of as a sausage. And in fact, Bierce's quotes, and in fact, Bierce's definitions, they really are stunning. Lawyer, a noun, one skilled in circumvention of the law. How's that? Trial, trial, noun, a formal inquiry designed to prove and put upon record the blameless character of judges, lawyers, and jurors. I mean, his, his insight was so stunning and so appreciated. All of that at kgovkgov.com. We could really use your help our goal, $50,000. It's a modest goal for a broadcast ministry that's been on the air for 30 years, but because we're on only one station, Denver's KLTT AM 670, 
it makes it much more of a challenge. So please help if you can. Our phone number, 1-800-8-N-YARDS. That's 1-800-836-9278. And our website, KGOV, KGOV.com. And then you click on the store. If you're on a computer, you'll see the store icon right there, the shopping cart. If you're on your phone, you might have to click on the little three bars, the menu, and you'll see the KGov store. And you could subscribe, give a one-time gift. Hey, you know what happened today? Somebody gave $20,000 to Colorado Right to Life. Isn't that awesome? That's just stunning. Hey, God bless you guys.